check, check, checking those waveforms. Pretty thick. How about yours? Uh, I actually bounced out. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're they're short and stubby. They're kind of the chode of waveforms. Not, that's what you're looking for. No, nah, it's just what I'm gonna go with. I found out that I could fix that uh, in post. Oh, could have told me. So, yeah, I have uh, I have medications. All right. Do 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 do. Are we gonna line up? I just did. <laughs> just line those two up. It'll be a way better podcast that way. Probably. <laughs> All right, uh, so this is episode three of Play With It, where we talk toys, board games, and lots of other things we should have outgrown. Uh, today's a little different. We're going to start incorporating a little more of like a segmented, what do you call it, uh, format, segmented format. Uh, and today we are lucky enough to have Noah with us again. We are bowling a turkey. We are completing the trifecta. My grandmother always said, Bad things always came in threes. So here we are. With that said, Noah is joining us. Hey, everybody. All right. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) I've said everything that I have to say in the first two. I don't know why you keep inviting me back here. Well, I wanted you to try out the new format. And, uh, you know, I just enjoy your company so much. I think the fans have really responded. Minus uh, Mr. Obibene. They didn't seem to really enjoy uh, our comments about Legos. Yeah, I got another email from Obibene. It wasn't very nice. <laughs> uh, would you like to read it uh, on air? Or <laughs> Yes. It says, uh, Dear Carl and that jerk Noah, I really didn't appreciate uh, you talking about that board game full of penises called Kingdom Death. My grandma was listening, Googled it, and died of a heart attack. You guys really need to reevaluate your content. I hate you. Sincerely, Timmy Obamine. So pretty strong feelings from Timmy there. So I'm concerned of litigation. <laughs> <laughs> well, his grandma can't sue us if she's dead. Yeah, but he might. <laughs> <laughs> Wrongful death. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, you know, prayers to Timmy Obamine. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. So first thing I want to talk about. This segment is toy news. I don't know if we're going to have toy news every time, but today we got some. We should have a theme uh, song. Toy news. It's news about toys. I'm going to take that snippet, put some like piano behind it, and then use it. So, as long, Well, that's fine. At least I can live on in the podcast long after I quit doing it. Toy news. It's news about toys. <laughs> uh, so... Um, yeah, do you want me to discuss the news, or do you want to discuss the news? Uh, I've got a little piece of news that I thought was pretty interesting. Okay. Um, Hasbro talking about phasing out plastic starting in 2020. That seems oh, pretty, yeah. cr- pretty crazy to me, and I'm not, I don't know all the details. Like most people in the United States, I only read the headline and immediately thought I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> but to my mind, like toy packaging is like at least 50 to... 75% plastic most of the time. So I'm interested to know how that's going to work. Yeah, that's a tall order. And uh, so I did read the article and guess what? There's not much more to it than what you just said. Uh, I thought I was going to be doing some kind of deep dive and uh, investigative journalism, but really 
Um, the only other thing that was kind of in there other than, hey, we have a recycling program. I forgot what they call it. They're going to start phasing out poly bags, uh, elastic bands, shrink wrap, window sheets, and blister packs. How the are they going to sell toys without window sheets? Like, so, how are you yeah. going to see the toy? That's so, that I'm, I'm really curious what this means. Are, did they just find a new plastic that they named like um, Smastic? And so Some then they could. Pla- <laughs> Plastic, yeah. Oh, it's made out of plastic now, not plastic. (laughs) Just changed a couple molecules. Like, how is that going to work? I don't know. I they got some time to figure it out because they just called it phasing out. So I'm sure it's going to be little by little. They'll get rid of some of the the twisties. They'll probably start getting rid of trays. I think action figures are going to be the toughest because they're so. It's so important to. Uh, have a visual on it it's not a board game like i can understand now hasbro's huge so they do board games they do action figures they do all these different toys there's a lot they can do with um, limiting their plastic usage without messing with action figures but there's going to come a time where they're going to have to handle that and i don't know they didn't say completely get rid of and like i said other than just listing a few things they want to get rid of Starting next year, there really isn't much information. It could really mean nothing, honestly. But um, it could mean about as much as thoughts and prayers means. <laughs> but, um, I meant uh, it. Hey, man, I meant it earlier. <laughs> um, uh, one thing that is kind of interesting, my mind immediately goes to like going back to like cool box art, like sweet drawings to sell the toy. Yeah. Is cool or just like the cool photos instead of like how we have it now where it's just a photo of 12 toys standing straight in front of a black fading to gray background. Maybe we'll have cool like artwork and scenes to sell the toys again. If, if that happens, that would be very cool. Yeah. But I still think you need to see the toy visual appeal is a huge piece. I'm but saying, yeah, I, scenes out of the toys maybe. Yeah, no, I mean, if they, if they were still able to do like, a little window so you can see it and then you have cool artwork uh you know i could see it working but it's very interesting i'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out but i honestly don't think they're gonna mess with you know action figures first there's a lot they can do with getting rid of plastic trays in board games or uh, little twisty ties and then they can feel like they're making a huge difference like i'm all for having a greener earth but i don't know how much footprint this is gonna reduce but it's a cool idea in theory but i don't i have my reservations as to how this is actually gonna play out yeah i'm willing to sacrifice packaging for getting rid of some plastics i think i was i saw an article the other day about how like microplastics have they can find microplastics in all food on the planet earth um so (laughs) like Plastic is definitely one of those things like just doesn't go away. Yeah. And it might be the death of us all. Who knows what's building up in our bodies and <laughs> you know, you just never know. So yeah, it's, I, mean, I guess it's a relatively new product can, you know, considering. Yeah. Science changes oddly enough. Uh, facts change all the time. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm all for cool artwork on boxes though. So if that means more cool artwork, let's do it. Next thing is just some mentions about new toy releases that are upcoming. I can't tell if they've already released them or not. I think they've already started to hit shelves. The Marvel Legends by Hasbro, by the way, lots of plastic. 
this is a really cool wave of X-Men figures that have like a toy biz card back. There were another competing toy company that I guess was purchased by Hasbro, kind of like Kenner. I didn't do like the Marvel Legends when they were toy biz, but I definitely did. I don't know what are the three and a half, four inch scale figures that they had in the 90s. So they are very nostalgic for me. And they got a really sweet 90s X-Men Storm, uh, her classic white outfit. And it looks awesome. And I got to have it. Uh, I have seen the Storm in store, actually. It was hard not to purchase, but I've I've sworn off Marvel Legends. So I did pass on it, but it's pretty cool. The packaging, uh, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say one way or the other if I like it or I don't. It definitely has more heart to it than the normal Marvel Legends box, if that makes sense. Like there's some artwork on it and like it has a cool throwback feel. But the throwback feel also seems kind of lazy and like there wasn't a ton of thought put into the graphic design. I don't know if these are direct copies with just updated artwork or what but i don't know I'm, I'm a little conflicted on it because i you know i also love reused ideas like that's my whole thing i love <laughs> when <laughs> ideas are reused and improved upon so uh i don't know i don't know how i feel about it i i won't be buying them either way but i guess it's pretty cool for those that like them i know the like captain america and all the uh, spider-man I, I think it's a cool way to re-release figures and not just have it be like the same crappy packaging like i think because i think yeah. most of those are re-releases if i'm not mistaken yeah i'm not 100 sure i don't recall seeing this storm before but i'm also newer to the marvel legends um collecting i only get what grabs me and i'm gonna want to try to assemble my 90s x-men team from the tv show and the Jim Lee comics. So eventually that's on my list to do, and that storm is kind of a must-have. She may have been released years ago, and I just never saw it. But that's, um, It's going to be a shame, though, because you're going to have to buy that Jubilee, and that Jubilee, I think, looks terrible. <laughs> it's not that bad, but the face is a little rough. The, uh, I mean, the face is what the human eyes are drawn to. Well, if the face is the worst part, you got problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to put a smiley face on it. Hopefully they come out with a different version. I can't remember. Does that come with multiple heads? I don't know. It probably doesn't, does it? No. They don't really do a whole lot with that. Usually it's like a few different hands, if that. But uh, it would be cool. I want my 90s X-Men team in uh, all their six-inch glory. Uh, other stuff to look out for next year. I'm a huge Batman fan, so I was really excited to see the Mayfex Batman Hush figure. They have really cool accessories, great posability, and they're also releasing a Dark Knight Returns Batman from the same company. It looks awesome. Again, multiple heads, multiple hands, accessories. So I'm looking at a picture of the Hush figure right now, and I like Hush. Hush was a fine comic book. But this, there's nothing special about this Batman. It's just a blue cowl Batman. Like, what is what makes this the quote unquote hush Batman? Like, what makes this worthy of any other? Like, why would you buy this over another Batman if you already have a cool Batman? So, I think a lot of the blue gray Batman figures, they're all old. Like, I feel like it was a modern representation of uh, an older outfit. So, it's like bringing that blue and gray to modern times with that book. Mm-hmm. Cause we're kind of used to like a black and gray anywhere from, you know, the 92 animated series on up 
And um, so I think it's one of those things where you kind of have the new with the old. Of course, it's not new anymore because I don't know. Hush was probably 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I'm not exactly sure. It was my first uh, major foray back into comic book reading as a young adult instead of being a kid that was just grabbing stuff off the newsstand. Um, And it was my first kind of read through when I got the trade paperback. I love Jim Lee's art. And this was kind of a cool, um, hey, this is kind of a nod to the 70s uh, blue and gray suited Batman, but making him more of a detective, bringing him into, you know, modern times. Mm. So that's not to say that there aren't other cooler Batman figures. I would say if that's not your Batman, the blue and gray Jim Lee, um, that's a little too vanilla for you, then it's time to upgrade to that Dark Knight Returns Batman May Effects figure that's coming out around the same time. Um, yeah. That definitely being souped up. That um, it looks nice. It looks like the comic book. So I'm pretty sure I own Hush. Jim Lee's artwork, while he's a fantastic illustrator, it doesn't to me. It doesn't have a whole lot of like character in the silhouette and like the detail. I, I don't know. But if you if you sure. see like. Uh, Frank Miller's Batman, you know that that's Frank Miller's Batman and particularly that's Dark true. Knight Returns. And um, this toy coming out is like an amazing representation of that Batman for sure. It's one of the cooler versions of that because uh, I know Mattel had a few um, Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller Batman figures, but this is going to be a higher quality, more articulation, more accessories. And it's not quite the level of the um, super rare at this point, the um, 112 Collective Mezco Toys with the cloth outfit. I have one of those. I love it. It's one of my favorite figures. I don't remember. I guess those went for about 80. So this is going to be a little more expensive, but I think it'll be more available to people because once those sold out, it was kind of over and they haven't remade any of them. So I personally, I'm not a big fan of the cloth. Uh, so this would be a lot more appealing to me if I were to go that route. It doesn't look like it comes with a, uh, a ton of accessories, at least any that I can see, like no, none of the iconic rifle or anything like that, but, um, it's super cool. It's really well done. Yeah. Do you have a release over there? I feel like it was like beginning May, 2020, (laughs) $94 on big bad toy store. So, and, uh, spoiler alert, (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's probably not going to be in May. It'll be like later in the year, just because toys seem to release uh, later than they're supposed to. I mean, you never know. It it could happen. Um, But yeah, something to look out for, guys. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, by the way. The Mayfx, Mafx, Mafx. They make really cool toys, and they got some cool Batman figures coming out next year. So get you You better hurry up and learn how to pronounce it correctly before the next podcast, Carl, because... Timmy O'Bibane, sure to have something to say about that if you got it wrong. Well, I'll do my best. That's all I can say. (laughs) So now I would like to talk about new board game releases. Uh, We got a couple we want to cover. The first one is a long-awaited, long-storied game that Noah has no interest in whatsoever. And I'm excited to talk (laughs) about it. I've never played it. I don't know why you're so excited for uh, this game. I I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's because it was so hard to get for a long time, and people, hardcore gamers, um, love it. It's got a cult following. So 
Uh, we're talking about the Dune board game being released. Uh, it should be out now, actually. It was released in 1979 originally by Avalon Hill. It was the same design team as Cosmic Encounter. Then you had the movie released in 1984. They re-released the game, had some expansions. Then it went out of print and um, you couldn't get it. So you had a lot of DIY players customizing, making their own versions of the game. Uh, and now we have Gale Force 9 releasing a new version. It seems pretty cool. They updated the artwork. It doesn't seem too hard to pick up. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Game of Thrones board game. I'm sure this is something you have to at least have three players for, but it plays up to six. You play as a different faction vying for control of Arrakis, the planet. Each faction plays completely differently than the other, so it's going to be kind of one of those things where maybe you start off just picking a faction and rolling with it, Uh, but as multiple plays go under your belt, you'll find a faction that you really enjoy playing, and I think that's kind of cool. So you have like a shield that hides your tokens and your cards from the other players. It's a circular game board map with different sectors, kind of like pieces of a pie. And then there's territories within those areas. It's an area control game with armies and you have spice, which is a currency for the game. has a storm that rotates around the board as you play and it wipes out complete sectors Um, So you can really get screwed. Uh, I have a game group that plays around six players at a time, and I'm excited for a game like this. I don't think I have any games in my arsenal that play like this. And it's sci-fi, and the art's cool, and it's six players, so it checks a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm more of an Ameritrash sort of player. I like dice. I like dungeons. I like a lot of cards. I like, uh, you know, high fantasy, stuff like that. I should love Dune. Uh, there's a lot from Dune that like Warhammer 40k owes a lot to Dune and has pulled a lot from that universe. I love David Lynch's Dune movie, um, which was an unpopular opinion for a long time, but I think people have kind of come around to it. But I've never read the books. I've never really gotten too into it. I think mostly because all the people who are really into it, I have found to be people I don't like. <laughs> so <laughs> I tend to get turned off to fandoms uh, if I have bad experiences with the fans. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I, you could convince me to play it. I'm sure it's fun. I'm interested to uh, know how much updating they've done. Uh, not that board games um, have a shelf life, if you will, but a game designed in 1979 is going to have a lot of old school mechanics that you probably wouldn't see these days. Yeah. Um, like roll to move or not in this game, but an example of an old school mechanic is roll to move. Like you wouldn't see that in a game these days. So I'd be interested if there was any updating done or if it was just real solid and held up and they just slapped new graphics on it. Yeah. I, uh, I think that they have done some changes. Uh, at least I saw one of their videos they put out of kind of like how to set everything up but not actually how to play through the different turns and the different, um, like the cycle of the game. So I didn't get to see how much they've changed. I also don't know enough about the old game. So I'm also interested in kind of like, maybe there's a balancing act. It's asymmetrical. You have different factions that play differently. And I could imagine a 1979 board game having, oh, if you play that faction, you're going to wipe the floor with everybody. I would think that they would balance a lot of those things out. Uh, Just in the little bit of video I saw, they made some changes in how some things are decided. So I don't know. I'm hopeful. Artwork looks cool. I have yet to read or watch the, you know, the Dune movie or book. 
but um, I'm interested. Uh, I'll probably pick up the game. It's not that expensive. I think it was like $35. A a lot of six-player games are like deception games, so it's kind of nice that this is a game that isn't directly a deception game. So, um, Except for the big screens that hide all your stuff. Yeah, and there's like some sort of traitor card. So there's a component of it for sure, but it's not like, who's the bad guy? Oh, okay, you win. You know, it's not... It's not werewolf. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people will be excited for this game. While it may not be 100%, won't necessarily be for you. I'm interested in it, but I don't know enough of the background. I know that there's a crowd out there that's super stoked about this. And I hope that it, you know, delivers for these guys. Well, yeah, and how cool that it wasn't another crazy Kickstarter with 100 million miniatures that aren't needed. It was just like, yeah, we're <laughs> going to release this game that's well-designed. Um Unlike the next new release that uh, a lot of people are going to be angry about, I think, which is uh, Seventh Continent going to retail. Why would Uh, people be angry about that, Carl? Interesting uh, that you should ask. There are people that got in on their second reprint and uh, expansion campaign, uh, mainly because they were never going to be able to make this game uh, a retail game. It was a game that was too expensive and too complex to be able to release on shelves. So people like me, Noah, that were interested in the game and thought, this is the only way I'm ever going to experience this game is to get it through this Kickstarter, purchase the game, and come to find out, I didn't have to do that at all. Oh I my just <laughs> It's almost like advertising is complete bullshit lies all the time. <laughs> well, we're over dramatizing this um, a bit. No, but uh, there's going to be some salt, you know. But probably I, I not too I, much. I think people who get mad about stuff like this uh, need to like loosen up a little bit. But I will say, like the company, what is it, Serious Pulp um, or Silas Pulp? It's Serious Pulp, right? The people who make Seventh Continent did put a lot of emphasis on in their marketing on this is the last time you will ever be able to get the game. They, I'm pretty sure they said those specific words. They Not were- that it won't come to retail, but you will never be able to get this game again after this time. And so to so shortly be like, ha, just kidding, it's coming to retail. Even if it is a little bit stripped down, even if it's a lot stripped down, it just makes those words ring really hollow and and makes the company kind of seem all scummy, which is weird because on the other hand, they had some big issues with their Kickstarter. A lot of the cards being printed incorrectly, incorrect sizes so they wouldn't fit sleeves. And they really did a stand-up move and shipped everyone an entire new set of cards for the game. And the game is all cards. Yeah, they literally shipped you another game. Yeah, They shipped everyone a second game just because the cards were a little oddly sized, so you might not be able to sleeve. No one asked for that. They just did it as a stand-up move. So... This is a little surprising to me, like how on the one on, on the one hand they can be very stand up, on the other they can just completely lie. Um, but I would hope that <laughs> that wasn't their intention. Maybe they just someone offered them too much money and they couldn't say no. And hopefully, you know, more power to them. But 
drama aside, the game is fantastic. I've been playing it for a while and uh, it's worth getting. I'm glad it's coming to retail so people can get a chance to get it. More hands on the game is always a good thing. Yeah, and people deserve to have, who don't have Kickstarter, deserve to have this experience. Who don't have hundreds of dollars, they deserve to have this experience. Uh, The game is unlike any other game I've ever played. Uh, You Basically, you play on a giant map. Uh, Think of a giant map of an entire continent cut up into two inch squares and put in a deck. And then you, you literally explore the entire continent one two inch square card at a time, investigating different things, hunting for supplies, surviving. Uh, it's like a very interesting mix of like, choose your own adventure card management, interesting stories. You play a cursed, cursed explorer who has to go back to this mysterious Island called the seventh continent to lift the curse uh, the stories are very interesting. The mechanics are really good. The artwork's cool, um, but it's just mind blowing. You can look up online. There are photos of people who have laid out every single card in the game, so you can see the entire map. Um, I recommend googling that. And if you're not impressed by like literally being able to explore all that, then maybe this game isn't for you. But I bet it is. Yeah, I, this is on my short list to play. You can play single player. I think you can play a few players. Right? Was it up to yeah. four? Maybe. Maybe. I might even be able to push it up to six, but uh, I know at least four. Yeah, it sounds like each experience is different. You have multiple scenarios. Is that correct? So, yeah, yes and no. Once you've played one curse, you do. There is a way to, a right way to play each curse to finish the story. So, once you learn. Okay, campaign style. Yeah, once once you learn which direction to go, that's probably the way you're going to go again. Now I haven't played it so much that like, I don't know replayability wise, like if there's multiple ways to lift the curse, I bet I would guess there probably is. But one of the drawbacks of the game is you can get dozens of hours into it and have accidentally went the complete wrong place and have no chance of getting to where you need to go before you die. (laughs) That is a very real thing that happens in this game, Uh, but they do have an easy mode. So if you just want to experience the story, you don't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah, it seems really cool. It's got a uniqueness to it. You know, it's great that they're going to release it. I think the only people they may have quote unquote lied to are us Kickstarters, <laughs> Kickstarter backers. So I don't think that it was like super publicly known that they were going to change their tune. But I, you know, it is a stripped down version. I don't recall exactly what they're cutting, but um, my guess would be it's going to be one curse and the island is going to be much smaller, would be my okay. guess. Yeah. So at least you'll get to play it and enjoy it uh, you know support your local gaming store uh it's super cool and we'll just have to forgive them for lying to us <laughs> i don't take that stuff personally i know there's some that do and my words may come across as i am taking it very personally i mostly just find it hilarious that anytime someone says one thing and then immediately does the opposite thing <laughs> I, I don't know if over a course of a year <laughs> like especially in a public forum like that where everyone can be like yeah. this is how you sold it to us like literally a year ago a year and a half ago and now like uh just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i know it won't work for their new kickstarter like the seventh kingdom or whatever it was yeah like- i know i won't believe that that will be the only time i can get it so no but i'm very interested i won't be on fire necessarily to pledge unless it's very interesting yeah they should be putting that out next year i think the releasing the campaign i don't know it's not too far but it was a little far in the distance but it's it's coming so that 
keep an eye out for that. Um, speaking of Kickstarters, we kind of want to go over some of the newer ones. So Escape the Dark Sector is one that wrapped up a couple months ago. It's by Themeborn. Uh, this is their second game they've kickstarted. The first one is Escape the Dark Castle in 2017, and it ran two successful campaigns. Well, three at this point. Two for Escape the Dark Castle. They added more content the second time. And this time they have a variation. Uh, it's a different game, but based off of a lot of the similar mechanics. So it is like a choose-your-own-adventure book in game form. Each player grabs a character with specs and a die specific to that character and face a deck full of awful encounters and decisions by rolling dice, defeating adversaries, and then getting to a final boss. And that is how Escape the Dark Castle works. They just wrapped up the Escape the Dark Sector. It builds on those mechanics and adds layers of depth without overly complicating the game. Also, it's got a space environment. We're big sci-fi fans, so it's cool that they've kind of hit another genre that is a favorite of ours. Noah also backed it. Uh, what do you think of it? Well, I, I love to escape the Dark Castle. I'm pretty sure I immediately sent you the link to their YouTube teaser video, which was a amazing like retro style commercial for like a 80s board like dungeons and dragons style board game it was tone perfect totally communicated exactly what they were going for perfectly and then once i looked into it and saw like the artwork on the cards and really the tone they were going for uh i was totally totally in and uh carl and i both jumped on board um the game is awesome it's a lot of fun to play uh, it's fun to play with a group of people, but really the people who are going to get the most out of it, like if you're an old grognard, <laughs> an old D&D person, someone who read like a lot of Steve Jackson books, look up the Escape the Dark Castle teaser video, watch that, and if you feel any sort of tingles at all, then you should pick up this game. You're really going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it if you don't feel tingles. It's a lot of fun, but there is a specific crowd that this is pointed at, and it does what it does perfectly for that crowd yeah that's important to note if you don't know what a choose your own adventure book is take a look at the artwork and that doesn't appeal to you it may not be for you uh it's definitely not for tom vassal at dice tower i don't know (laughs) i don't know if you've seen his video on it but he was not a fan he didn't get it and uh not everybody's gonna get it and that's kind of the cool thing about kickstarter is games that would have never existed just because the amount of people interested may not be at like the Hasbro level of like, we're going to move a million units. But they were very successful both times with their Kickstarters. And uh, there's clearly a base, but just know that it's not for everyone. But if you like story-driven, dice-chucking, more vibe than tactical play, Escape the Dark Castles for you. And... If you feel like that's too basic for you, I think the Escape the Dark Sector is going to add a lot more depth, I guess. And uh, it looks really cool. You select a crew member. You got your corresponding die. You select a cybernetic implant that gives your character a unique ability. Uh, you're outfitted with different weapons like you know laser pistols and flipping over these chapter cards of the mission deck, just like you would in the Escape the Dark Castle. And you're faced with all these like this flavorful text. 
describing your encounter, you're making decisions, you're chucking dice, and you're trying to survive the dark sector. Yeah, and it feels good when you win. It's definitely hard enough that, especially when you're with a group of people, when because if one person dies, it's game over. Yeah, and there's a lot of interesting decisions that go along with that. And when you win, you feel you feel good because the dice are cruel. Dice are always cruel. It's not fair. The game's not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, and like you have to enjoy that. Me personally, I love. I, I can totally get behind the unfairness. I've played uh, Warhammer Quest. Uh, I've played here. Like I've played unfair games, and I I love it. So uh, you have to really enjoy style, not over substance. There is some substance to this game as far as strategy, but style over fairness. Yeah. So they're fulfilling starting soon, and I'm sure next year uh, you'll be able to get it at a store or their website. I believe they can be found at themeborn.com. If not, Google them find their website. They'll probably sell it on their website or check it out where other games are sold. Yeah. So we have some other things we want to cover before we go. First is we now have an email address. It is mail at playwithitpodcast.com. Email us only if it's good stuff. You don't, don't need worry. any nonsense, I don't garbage, rabble rousing, Actually, it, tomfoolery, none of that. Uh, unless it's funny, then yes, please send it by. Uh, but yeah, let us know how we're doing, what you like to hear. We're going to do some more segmented formatting for our show. Uh, I think it goes smoother. It gives us a chance to kind of tick a lot of boxes in each episode instead of focusing on one. Now, maybe every now and then we'll do like a feature. But yeah, it's been fun to uh, to do this style. Yeah. So I think we're signing off now. Uh, thanks, Noah, for joining us. And uh, you can go ahead and close us out as you have in the past couple episodes. Well, you know, uh, thanks for having me, Carl. I always enjoy being a special guest on your podcast. Um, you know, try and space them out. Try and get another special guest, though. I mean, I'm starting to feel like maybe I'm just a special regular at this point, And uh, I just don't have the time to commit to that. So anyway, uh, thank you so much. And uh, play with it.